This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right. It is Tuesday. Welcome. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy sends his apologies. He had a last-minute um, emergency that came up. Not able to join us. Myself, Charlie, are here, though. Jordan Goodman joining us now, America's Money Answer Man. Jordan, how are you? Great to be with you. As always, same. I appreciate it. How is the uh, – I mean, I always hate to start with the weather, but East Coast, a little different than here. What are you guys' days like right now? That's about. I'm in North Carolina now, so it's still in the 80s. Not too bad. Not bad. I know it's 85 here. I'm glad that the hurricane missed us. That was good. Oh, that's good. Yes, yes. They can have a tendency to, uh, to, to uh, as you know, wreak some havoc in your area. Yes. We don't we're, have we're those fun. here, as you know. No, you don't believe in them. No, no we, 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 have, we, uh, av- we avalanches. Yeah, we have <laughs> other issues, but we don't have those. That's for sure. All right, so give us avalanches and wildfires. Well, avalanches yeah. and wildfires. That's that is exactly right. I'm going to save question of the day till later. I'll let Jordan go just a couple of minutes early, and I'll handle that at the end of the day. So for those of you who may be waiting for that, hang tight. I'll get to that once we're a little further along. Jordan, give us an update on where we're at economically speaking. Well, clearly the economy is slowing down. Uh, the Fed has what's called the Beige Book, which is their uh, right. summary of conditions in the twelve uh, Federal Reserve regions, and all of them showed that things are uh, slowing down, slower retail sales, less hiring. Uh, we're still growing, but at a, at a much slower pace, which is exactly what the Federal Reserve wants. They don't think it's slow enough, frankly. Um, we have the leading income. Indicators have been falling. Just a lot of indicators have been really getting weaker and weaker. Um, and in two weeks, September 20th, <clears throat> the Fed is going to Decide whether or not to raise interest rates. Actually, it's one in one week. Uh, right. Next next week. Right. Um, and uh, I'm I'm betting they're going to raise rates uh, because they're still saying they want inflation down to two percent, and it's not there. We're going to get another CPI report this week, uh, which is probably going to be a little bit hotter than the previous uh, month, uh, which was three point two percent. I mean, one thing, for example, oil prices have been going up quite sharply. Oil's up to about eighty eight dollars a barrel now. That's you're seeing that at the pump. That's kind of working its way through. So mm-hmm. that's a source of inflation. The other source of inflation are these wage increases that are being uh, extracted out of employers through these strikes. I mean, UPS settled, um, I think it was a 40% wage increase for the drivers, and they get air conditioning as well. Right. So it's great for the drivers, but, I mean, they've already raised the prices of the packages uh, to make up the difference there. And now this coming Friday... Uh, it's very likely we're going to have a strike by the United Auto Workers uh, against one, if not all, of the big three uh, car makers uh, who've already been raising prices. And uh, the UAW is asking for a 40% uh, 
pay increase, 40%. Yeah. Unrealistic. Um, and uh, GM apparently made an offer for a 10% pay increase, and Sean saying the head of the UAW called that insulting. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how they're going to quite resolve this one, but in the end, even if they were to pay a 10% increase in wages, they're going to have to pass that on in the form of higher car Correct. prices. Of course. Correct. Um, and then now the hotel workers in Las Vegas are about to go on strike as well, and they're already on strike in Los Angeles. Um, there are just other strikes going on all over the place, and this is what's called the wage price spiral. When wages go up, companies have to pass it on the form of higher mm-hmm. prices. Correct. So that's an inflationary. You combine that with the higher oil prices, and I don't think inflation is, is coming down as much as the Fed wants, and therefore I think they're going to raise rates to try to slow things up. Yet again, that would be the 12th interest rate increase. Which is, frankly, and again, doesn't matter what I say because they're not listening anyways, but in my opinion, totally the wrong answer to what they're trying to accomplish here. Well, they're trying to accomplish a slowdown. Which is not uh, going to do. It's not. Again, as, as we've said in the past, they are so far disconnected now economically from what they used to be, they don't have the same tools in the toolbox they once had. They have one tool, it's interest rates, but it doesn't affect things like it once did, as we're seeing. Right, right. No, we're, we're definitely saying that. And a lot of the banking system is not under the Fed. I mean, there's a, a so-called shadow banking system, and there's a lot of private uh, lenders uh, that people can't get loans from traditional banks. There's all kinds of private. So the, the Fed is not in control of the banking system the way it was 20 years or so ago because of all these new actors. Right. Um, and think of something like cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin. Right. I mean, that right. has no control by the Fed whatsoever. And yet a lot of people are putting money uh, into things like that. Um, so they just control less, and they have one uh, you know, lever to push. And uh, it has slowed the economy, but not enough. So I think they're just going to keep going. And, and I think that's not the consensus on Wall Street. I think Wall Street right now is expecting that they are not going to raise rates at the we- uh, meeting next week. Um, but I think they could surprise them with another quarter point increase. When it comes to the UAW, back to that, and again, folks, for as a, as a car guy, I'll just tell you my recommendation is if that's something you've been thinking of doing is getting into a new car or even a uh, you know slightly used car and it's something you've been maybe putting off but you, and you're not really sure when to pull the trigger, Jordan, my advice is I would pull that trigger now because my gut feeling is there will be a strike. It will put a big hamper on you know, production, especially as you go into a new model year here for 2024, it's going to, you know, it's going to slow down the production of any new models coming out and even in some cases maybe fully stop them, which again just puts added inflation pressure back onto the auto market, which has, it, it hasn't recovered from fully yet from COVID. There's been some right. areas and some models where there's been some coverage or, you know, some recovery of, I should say. But all in all, we haven't recovered. My feeling is this is just going to put things back to where it was. So if you've been thinking about doing anything car-wise, I would suggest doing it now versus a month from now. Yeah, now the car makers have built up their inventories in anticipation of a strike. Um, so, you know, they can weather it for a while. And the U- I heard the UIW has about five weeks worth of money to pay you know, yeah, people. We, yeah, we have a five-week shutdown. And you know you know as well as I in, in Detroit and other places, when the UAW shuts down, let's say, even for five, six weeks, uh, really that equates to about a three-month slowdown in car production. Right, right. So Double that. We should start getting shortages again. We, we had yep. shortages during COVID because they couldn't get the chips they needed. Correct. The whole supply chain. We're finally back to, not total, but somewhat normal. 
and then this thing comes along. The guy who runs the UAW, named Sean Fain, is an avowed communist. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah he doesn't he, care at the end of the day. Right. He, he uh, his favorite reading is Marx, Engels, and Trotsky. That's where he gets his inspiration. Mm-hmm. He wants to bring down capitalism yep. I mean, explicitly. Yep. Um, and that's the guy who's running the UAW. So to call a 10 percent pay raise insulting. Uh, it's going to make it kind of hard to get a, a settlement there, uh, because you remember on the this, this ginormous transition that's going on with the car companies from the internal combustion engine to electric. Right. Um, electric cars need fewer workers. There's a lot fewer parts than Correct. traditional cars. And what the car companies are doing is moving all the plants that are going to make electric cars down south, not only in the southern part of America, but to Mexico. <laughs> so they're avoiding the unions. Mm-hmm. Uh, by because the the northern plants in Ohio and Michigan and so on are all unionized and they're high cost and you know they're making some electric cars there but I think the new production the new mm-hmm. batteries and all that is mm-hmm. going to be more in the south where it's not unionized so uh, to me UAW is digging its own grave. I agree. By, by I agree with you on that one. No, you you know you and I agree on a lot of things and this is one of them I definitely would agree with you on. They are they are going to put themselves out of business if they're not careful. About 20 years ago, the UAW had about 800,000 members. Now I think it's got 180,000, something like that. So that kind of and you could see something like this even diminish that further. And frankly, uh, you right. could you know you could easily see. I don't think I'm wrong in this. I mean, yes, there are core products, the trucks especially that you know that the UAW makes. And, and again, we we know those are not all made in Detroit. There's you know there's plants in Canada, plants in. Uh, you know, south of the border, there's plants in, you know, Kentucky and Missouri and so on. So the reality is they're not all in that area. Now, a lot of those other plants I just mentioned, other than the ones that are outside of the country, are still UAW plants. So it's going to affect some of those areas as well. And, and that's, you know, for me personally, that's one of the areas of concern because it takes light-duty trucks to still do some of the daily work that this country needs. And anytime you have right. shortages in that area, it, again, is going to push up overall costs. I mean, even a regular car is going to push up costs. But, Jordan, you and I both know when companies are having to buy trucks and then go out and supplement those in other ways, that does affect the economy and it'll raise prices. Exactly. And, and trucks is where all the action and where the profits are. Yep. Um, they're, all, they're getting out of sedans. And That's right. Altogether. That's exactly right. All right, getting their money in SUVs and trucks. That's right. Guys, if you got a question for Jordan, please let me know, 303-477-5600. You can call in with a question. You can also text me, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back, though. Extreme Auto Repair, speaking of cars, keep that old car running as long as you possibly can. Do that at Extreme Auto Repair. They'll help you with their uh, really 12-plus service base to take care of you. Actually, it's almost 18 service base, I should say. 303-841-1071. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients. So when their ASC master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, 
Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. Bruce Simmons, he is our reverse mortgage professor. Call Bruce today and find out if that's a good fit for you. You can find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. Dr. Scott Faulkner, who will be with me, by, by the way, tomorrow, first hour for Health and Wellness Wednesday. Anything you need from Scott, please give him a call. He'd love to meet with you. 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, up next, Level Engineering. Alan Davis, find out if solar is right for you. Call him today at 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Alan. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit too. 
Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. Jordan, before I take Mike from Aurora, our caller, how do folks get a hold of you? My email is jordan at moneyanswers.com. Always get, glad to get emails from your listeners and glad to help them. All right, Mike and Aurora, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Um, I, as I wrote recently on social media, there's honest indicators pointing downwards, and then there's the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, Biden lying statistics, I call it, that have to be constantly revised. Correct. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> My question is, are we going to obtain the Federal Reserve's desired soft landing the way we did in the 89-90 recession, where people thought the world was ending? And similarly today, like in the days of Jimmy Carter, people are just miserable on the state of the economy. Um, and will we have a recession next year in an election year? All good questions, Jordan. I'll let you field those. Okay, well, as far as the statistics, yes, they are constantly revised. For example, the unemployment report, uh, the latest one, the two previous months were revised downward by 110,000 jobs, fewer jobs than had been earlier reported. So, yes, that does happen all the time. Um, I'm not sure they're lying, but they certainly get, get big revisions, that's for sure. Uh, as far as a recession next year, um, if the Fed keeps raising rates, yes, we will. I mean, uh, yep. they got another, again, yep. I'm... Not hoping, but I'm expecting that they will raise rates, uh, if not in September, then in November again. We should bring us almost up to 6%. They're at 55 right now on the Fed funds rate, which is what they control. Um, that would be a, a big 12 interest rate increases at the fastest they've done this in a long, long time. Um, so it, it depends on other effects as well. I mean, the, the rising oil prices are certainly taking money out of consumers' pockets, so that's a, a negative uh, impact as well. Um, so... A lot of economists are saying we would have had a recession this year, but we haven't. So uh, it, it, it just depends on how things play out as to whether we have a recession or not. But the economy is clearly weakening. With a record consumer debt and record uh, student loans. Um, yes. What, well, what, the difference what now with that? student loans is people have to start paying Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, those are coming back into play where they weren't at one time. The, the interest started accruing on September 1st, and starting October 1st, they actually have to start making payments. Correct. Which they have not been doing for the last three years. So and I, and I read something last economy. night, gentlemen, uh, Jordan, you can verify this, but I read last night that if you've got 40000 in student debt, your payments will be 450 ish a month? Something like that, yeah. So It depends on how much you've got, but yes. It, it, that's money that's going to go to student loans. It's not going to go to other spending. That's right. So that, that's definitely another headwind for the economy, for That's sure. That's right. Yep. Yeah. You're right, Mike. Where, where, where would be the, uh, the weakest link to look for in uh, the economy? Bank failures? I think the labor uh, market. I mean, the labor market rates? is... Well, the labor market is, is really what would show it. I mean, it's, it's weakening. It's still relatively tight. I mean, for example, a few months ago, there were 11 million unfilled jobs. Now it's 8 million. Right. There's still a lot of unfilled jobs, but three million less than they were a few months ago. Um, the unemployment numbers every month this year, the number has been lower than the previous month. So the latest month, the August numbers was 187,000 jobs. 
the previous month was about 220000 So, it, you know, the labor market is definitely loosening up, uh, and that's a sign. And then at some point, when you go into negative, when you actually start having layoffs, that's when you kind of get the negative cycle. Yeah, and what, and what they're not yet. doing, and Mike, you will understand this, Jordan, you, both of you will understand this, what they're not doing is separating where those job losses and or job needs are. Because as we all know, the trades are still looking for individuals that aren't there. High tech, right. retail, other places will have, I believe, will have layoffs. It's going to affect them. So, Mike, my opinion of the economy and where you're going to, this is going to be, in my opinion, a different recession than we've probably ever seen before. Depending upon where you are in the country and what you're doing, you may be really, really damaged by this. On the same token, if you're positioned correctly, you may come out smelling like a rose. I mean, technology, for example, has had layoffs we haven't seen in a long time. Right. Huge. You know, right. Google and Microsoft and Apple and Facebook. And, you know, they've had thousands and thousands of people laid off. Uh, and people thought they were very secure. Correct. It didn't turn out to be that way. Wouldn't uh, corporate forward earning guidance be an indicator? Yes, and earnings have been coming down. Uh, but what companies are doing is they're squeezing... Uh, they're increasing prices in some cases, and, not, and when their costs go down, they're not bringing their prices back down to get their profit margins uh, back up. Corporate America is very ingenious in how they keep profits going, <laughs> and they've, they've done a pretty good job of it. Yeah, and, 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 and Jordan, you also know that can be through automation, through other cost-saving measures, and, right. and any time we go through a time like this, which isn't always bad, they tighten their belt in certain areas, and where they may have had 10 people working in a particular office, they get that down to seven or eight, and they leave it that way. There's their cost savings, and they don't replace those people. Well, the big change now, though, is artificial intelligence. Correct. Because that allows a leap Correct. in productivity. That we've, that, you know, AI can do a lot of things that people have been doing. That's right. Um, and, I mean, obviously one example of that is the whole movie industry, where the actors and writers are very correctly concerned that a lot of what they do, writing scripts and right. doing voiceovers and acting and computer graphics, can be done by artificial intelligence. And I think they're right to be worried about because movie studios are going to use AI to make a lot of these movies. Um, but that, that's a dramatic example of how AI can really change mm -hmm. uh, the need for people in many, many different industries. Correct. In, in the late 90s, Alan Greenspan was famously uh, said, we are, we are having irrational exuberance in the stock market. But he expected a, a, a inflation, but it was offset by increased productivity, which he did not foresee. Are we in a stagflation sort of situation? No. N not yet. I mean, Greenspan said that in December 1996, and the stock market went up for another four years after that. <laughs> it did get to a point of extreme irrational exuberance uh, in 2000 and 2001 when the tech bubble, the, tech, the dot bomb as they called it. But it was a long time before when he said that and when it actually crashed. Um, we're, we're not at that level of exuberance now. I mean, the stock market's done very well this year. But it's not as wild and crazy as it was when the dot-coms were coming up. The only area I would say that is kind of super hypey are the artificial intelligence-related companies. I mean, NVIDIA, we've talked about this mm -hmm. before many times, John. Right. That's tripled this year. Right. I mean, that is the ultimate artificial intelligence stock, and that's done really, really well. And they came out with earnings that were much, much higher, like 50% right. higher than the analysts have been looking for. Um, but there are other companies that are kind of related to artificial intelligence that have gone up in sympathy with that. If there's any hype in the market, I think it's the AI-related stocks. 
I, I would agree. I don't think anyone has a perfect crystal ball in regards to AI. They really don't know where it, what it is, where it's going, nope. where it's been. Nope. Good point. And uh, I guess your crystal ball, you don't. It's not working there, Jordan. Well, I mean, I think the stock market is going to keep doing pretty well because uh, profits are holding up well, and this artificial intelligence is going to make these companies much more efficient. You talk about productivity. I mean, if you have an AI application, you can do things a lot faster yep. than you could ever do before. Right, and uh, that's that going to, in my opinion, is that's going to grow and grow and grow. It's not stopping. That's right. Well, you can't, you can't you, get the genie back in the bottle. That's with right. AI. That's right. You, you can also put people out of work faster too. You can. Yes, I agree with that. You can. What are the What are the ramifications of that? There's so many unknowns here. Um, People I, become I, obsolete. You know? Yeah, depending on my, and really quick, Mike, it depends on, I think, how those particular individuals reposition themselves in the marketplace. If they just want to sit back and you know, collect whatever government cheese they can for as long as they possibly can and not retrain themselves into getting, you know, I hate to say this, but if you don't want to become a technician or a roofer, good luck on working because that may end up being their only two options. And eventually that's what they'll have to go do. And that creates uh, civil instability. And Correct. That's not a good thing. Nope, it is not. But but I'm telling you, they will have to make a determination at some point. I'm either going to eat, or I'm not, or I'm, or I'm going to have to go get on the roof. One of the two. That that's eventually where it'll come to. Well, eat or get on their feet and go out in the street. <laughs> and uh, well, a lot of people doing that too. I mean, the homeless cities we have all over the country are pretty horrific particularly in California, but everywhere these days. And then you add on top of that all the illegal aliens that come in. Right. It's just unbelievable. New York City has over 100,000 uh, illegal immigrants that have come in the last few months or so, and they're just overwhelming the schools. That's right. And that's happening in Chicago and Philadelphia and other major cities as And well. we have an administration that's coming into Denver. We right? do. We have some coming into Denver. We I do. Think, John, right? And we have an administration and governors that don't care. Yeah, and El Paso, El Paso, Texas has two million. In, right, in, right, in yeah. right. No, another, another, you know, yeah. another layer. So, so really quick, Jordan. I know Mike asked about the bank end of things. Where do you see all of that? And I, you know, is there, is there going to be, uh, you know, again, you don't have a crystal ball. This is just your best guess. But is there going to be other bank failures? What do you feel on that end of things? Yeah, I mean, when interest rates go up, it puts more pressure on the banks because they have to pay more in their deposits. And their, uh, that's their uh, liabilities, their assets, like uh, mortgages and treasuries and things go down when interest rates go up. That's what happened with Silicon Valley Bank um, and Signature Bank, is they had a maturity mismatch. They you know, they had to pay more in deposits, right. and the value of their assets, like mortgages, went down. And then the, the word got out they were losing money, and then there was a run in the bank, and they were gone in two days. <laughs> that's what happened there. And, and that could happen again. I mean, it happened again with the public bank, for example. So the it same situation is true with many, many banks. They have, uh, you know, as, it's, as the Fed keeps raising rates, what they have to pay on deposits keeps going up, right. and the value of their assets goes down. So, yes, that could definitely happen with other banks. Could we see a repeat scenario of 1930-style bank runs? No. Well, the difference is there was no FDIC in the early 30s. And the FDIC came in to prevent bank runs. Um, so that's the difference now. Although the FDIC only has about $100 billion. Yeah, the difference, too, is, money. you know, really quick, Mike, going back to one of the things you said earlier, which I would tell you is why you're not going to see as big of a run as you would then. Consumer debt, no, no offense, 
people just don't have the sheer number of savings and money in the bank they once had anyway. So the reality is, no, you're not going to see that. They don't have any money there anyways. All right. I mean, what happened with with Silicon Valley Bank is that... uh, That big companies took their money out. That wasn't Joe Consumer. Right. But, but, I mean, the wealthy people, the private equity people, the capital, all the fancy people have their money in Silicon Valley Bank and way, way more than the 500,000 FDIC limit. And the, the bank was closed on Friday. They were worried that on Monday... All these people couldn't get to their money. So Sunday night, the FDIC insured all the deposits of Silicon Valley Bank to prevent a bank run. So that's how close it got just in March of this year. The difference, again, Mike, from where we were back in the 30s to today, people actually had cash and had money in the bank back then. No offense, most don't today. Well, uh, on the other side of the scale, uh, they have record amounts of debt. That's right. That's right. It's It's a whole different world today than it was then as far as that goes. There's not enough, as uh, Jordan just said, there's not enough FDIC funds to cover fractional reserve banking. Not even close. Mm-mm. I mean, but then we did this before. In, in the SNL, in the late 80s, early 90s, we had the savings and loan crisis. Okay, and the FSLIC at the time didn't have close to enough money to cover all the SMLs that were going under, so they tapped the, the uh, federal budget. It was about $500 billion at that time to pay off uh, the SNL's uh, depositors. And remember, they got all their assets, all their mortgages and real estate that was put on the bargain basement, and all the smart people picked it up for a song and right. made, made fortunes later when it went up in value. Right. The, the difference was the uh, debt and the deficit back then was much smaller, and um, the interest on the federal on the uh, deficit was much, mm-hmm. much smaller. Yep. And we're reaching, I think, peak tipping point. In you know what, Mike? Great segue. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. We'll go to break. Okay. Jordan and I'll come back and talk about that. It's kind okay. of in our next uh, our next little segment. Anyways, Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Thirty five percent off product. Labor is free. Give Dave a call today. 303-529-0720. When you use Veteran Windows and Doors, you can trust that the installation will always be done correctly. With the rain and drastic changes in temperature daily, you may have noticed your windows or doors letting in cold and hot air. Or worse, water seeps in through your windows or doors, damaging your drywall and your home. This can happen due to improper installation or poor quality products, which occurs far too often with other companies. But Veteran Windows and Doors guarantees that both their installation process and products they use will always meet and exceed code. And with Veterans, you will not have leaks or drastic temperature changes inside your home. You want your windows and doors to do their job by keeping the weather outside, keeping your home comfortable inside. So you need a trustworthy company that will do the job right. That's Veteran Windows and Doors. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com slash window. That's klzradio.com slash window. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, all of your used car needs. Give them a call. Financing available. Ridgelineautobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. 
For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Pops Garage Doors, if you've got a problem with your garage door, they're the place to call. 719-399-1089. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too good to be true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275 star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. Cub Creek HVAC. So anything you need when it comes to your heating, your air conditioning, I actually recommended them to somebody today that I met with, and they'll take great care of them. 303-656-5467. Doug Hunter and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC believe that quality is the most important part of their work. If you were to pull the drywall back on a job from Cub Creek Heating and AC, you'll see smooth joints, straight seams, and quality American craftsmanship that they truly take pride in. They know that a furnace is a furnace, so the real uniqueness in what they do is the quality of their work. Cub Creek takes the time and care to look at your entire home instead of just looking at your ductwork and unit, making the result much more dependable and of higher quality. They guarantee their work with a two-year labor warranty on top of the manufacturer's warranty. They know the most expensive option isn't always the right option either. So when they make recommendations for you, it's not a formula or a system. They engineer it specifically for you, which is why they are exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Check out the team at Cub Creek today. Go to klzradio.com slash HVAC to get in touch. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. And we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. All right, Jordan, the, yes, the national debt, the interest on it, the, you know, the talk of them raising it again, which will just add to this. And then we've got a the September 30th deadline coming up to avoid another shutdown. Yeah, I think we're going to have a shutdown, actually. They have very few legislative days left. I mean, today's September 12th, and by September 30th, they have to pass uh, 11 appropriations bills in the House. They've already passed 12 in the Senate, and then they've got to get the two of them to uh, you know, agree with each other. Right. And all this has to be done um, in a pretty short period of time here. And if they don't, uh, there's a 1% across-the-board uh, sequester, basically. 
um, and the national parks and all kinds of things will be shut down. We get we go into our usual essential and non-essential workers, and it's always a pain, and then they come back and they do a continuing resolution. I mean, it's just not a good way to run a railroad, but that's the way they seem to be doing it. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you on this one, too. I don't see it changing much in what's... And again, it's politics. I, I get that. Although, you know, back to Mike's comments earlier, this is the one I still am struggling with. It's like you've got an administration that you would think would want the economy to be buzzing along as well as possible heading into 24. And it's almost like, Jordan, that we've got a completely different look at the political end of things when it comes to winning elections, because it used to be it's the economy, stupid. But these guys aren't looking at it that way. Well, I mean, the House is controlled by the Republicans. So there's things they can't do that they would like to. Um, the Senate's controlled by the Democrats, so they do have to get along, and they haven't... I mean, the only thing they've done this year, basically, was avoid us from defaulting on the national debt in June We'd, at the last possible second. You know, they came to a compromise with a lot of Democratic votes, actually. There was a lot of Republicans in the House that didn't vote for that. Uh, it was kind of done with more Democrats than Republican votes, actually. Um, so it's a very complicated situation. They've got to have an agreement by the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th, um, or you'll get into the situation where you get the essential and non-essential workers. It disrupts all kinds of... So just think of what could be happening by the end of this month, John. We have we could have a UAW strike. Right. We could have the government shut down. You're still going to have Hollywood on strike, so there's no movies or TV shows right. uh, being made. Uh, the hotel workers in Los Angeles and Las Vegas are on strike. I mean, this is... Everything, everybody's going to go on strike and stop at the same time here. Uh, yeah, which, again, doesn't really bode well for the economy moving forward. Again, this goes back to my comment a moment ago. I realize that the current administration is hamstrung by the House, but they've got the Senate on their side. But these are things, you know, things you just mentioned as far as strikes and so on go, that if I were the administration right now, I would be working on as much as I possibly could to end some of those things. Yeah, well, of course, they see themselves as very pro-labor. Um, and they did step in with the railroad strike. Remember, we were just right. about to have a national rail strike, and at the last moment, Biden stepped in and, and kind of overruled the union and said it would just be too disastrous to the economy. So he stepped in over unions' objections uh, in that case. But he's not going to get in the middle of a UAW strike uh, or the hotel worker strike, or he's not getting involved in the Hollywood strike or anything like that. Um, so th- there's another major thing I just wanted to discuss briefly, sure. which people have not been saying, which is this move globally to de-dollarization. Now, there was a meeting at the end of August uh, of the so-called BRICS, right. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and they were added, they added seven major countries, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Argentina, some others as well. And what their goal is, is to literally get off the dollar as the central bank's the central reserve currency for the world. And they want to create a new currency, a BRICS currency, backed by gold, with a 55 to 1 ratio against the dollar. Now, that means that anything we import from China, India, Saudi Arabia, you know, gold things, or, or oil, things like that, would be in this new BRICS currency, which would be dramatically higher priced for us than the dollar. The dollar has been kind of insulating us for a long time from importing inflation. And these countries don't want to do it, and, and they're going to do it. I mean, they had this meeting, and they invited these seven new countries as well. Uh, it's not going to be instant, but over time, they're trying to de-dollarize and, 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 in effect, break up the world's financial system that we've had since the end of World War II. Yeah, good luck to that. It ain't happening. Well, they've got a lot of power yeah, to do it. And not it's enough. It's not going to be easy. 
Not enough. In, uh, in, the, in the countries they added out of the seven, there's only a couple of those that are powerhouses. The rest of them are, are really small players, in my opinion. Very small players. Argentina, well, who cares? Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates are, are They're the two. Wealthy. The rest of them don't matter. Sorry, they don't. Argentina is a major exporter of beef and, and other things as well. They may be a mess, but, yeah, but their economy they're a major sucks. exporter of various things. <laughs> But, I mean, even the major, just China alone, okay, we import over $600 billion worth of goods from China every year. So if they did some kind of a BRICS currency, the pro- cost of those goods, which is pretty cheap right now, will go up dramatically. And thereby so, their exports would go down and they're already in trouble. Again, I don't see this happening because of those factors. Yeah, they got their own right. issues. The Chinese economy isn't in trouble, and their exports are already down as well. But it's, it's, it's beyond an economic, it's a political Thing. It is. They want to kind of uh, do something different, not be under the United States' sway by having the dollar be the central uh, reserve currency of the world. So there's a political aspect of this mm-hmm. as well. And it's, uh, again, this now goes into politics, not necessarily economies, why we need good leadership in the White House to handle these things. And frankly, we don't have that right now. They're not doing anything about that. Nope. I mean, they didn't even talk about it. They had the G20 meeting last weekend. And they didn't talk about this at all. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they all talked about Ukraine, you know, which is a problem. But bringing the world economic system into two financial currencies instead of one, I think, would be a major thing you'd think they would have brought up in, in India. Yeah, bigger thing going on, too, which isn't even in our notes, is the Kim Jong-un on his slow train to nowhere, I guess, to China or to Russia. His slow, cha- Russia. His slow train to Russia, where he and Putin can okay. now become uh, best friends. Uh, that's a bigger one to watch as far as I'm concerned. Well, he's going to be supplying weapons to Russia because right. they run out of munitions. Who would have thought that North Korea, I mean, they've been building up munitions for a long time, would be supplying Russia. Normally, it's the other way around. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's these two poles. It's like a Cold War. Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, uh, you know, all these places are kind of ganging up against us. And at the G20 meeting, which just happened in India over the weekend, it was not really a lot of unanimity on, on how to move forward on a lot of major issues, climate change and uh, democracy and the war in Ukraine. They couldn't really condemn Russia for that. I mean, the world is kind of splitting into two major blocks here. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Talk to us about, you know, to, um, oh, you know what, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back, talk some. Let's do a little more upbeat things and see what we can do when it comes to that. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. High Five Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind, until they back up. High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains, from small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter. They have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing.
Golden Eagle Financial, free dinner if you let Al give you a free financial analysis. 303-744-1128. Whether you want to give to others, travel the world, or just retain your lifestyle, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you make it a reality. Al will carefully look over your assets with your wants and needs in mind to plan for volatility, performance, and expenses. He has the experience of knowing when volatility will be outside of your risk tolerance. He also takes into consideration your own wants and needs and realistically helps you to organize your expenses. And most importantly, his 30 years in the field helps him to anticipate market changes and respond in the most responsible, proactive way. Al will document your financial plan like a roadmap so you can understand it as well as refer to it when you need to. Whether you're approaching retirement or already there, Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today at klzradio.com slash money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Michael Bailey Law, he's our mobile estate planner. Talk to Michael today. Find him at klzradio.com. There's an old superstition that some people believe that says that if you start planning your estate or completing a will, it could lead to death of the signer. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, wants you to know that he has never, not one time, caused a person signing their will to meet an untimely demise. Michael comes to you, so there's no chance of a car accident or other fatal trauma. He is so sure that he will not cause your death that he will guarantee that talking about your death will not welcome it or your money back. In fact, Michael Bailey is proof that it won't because he talks about death every day with clients and he's still alive. There are plenty of flimsy reasons to put off getting your affairs in order, but fear that it will trigger your death is not one of them. So reach out to the mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, today. Go to klzradio.com slash estate and fill out a short form that he promises will not cause you to perish prematurely. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man with us. All right, in maybe more upbeat news, Jordan, I should say, we saw Apple in their keynote today and different products coming out, and that's sort of a buzz. There's not a ton of major, major improvements, although you know any improvements typically mean people go out, they upgrade, they do different things. It, it is a, a, a revenue generator for them. Does this help them when it comes to their stock and when people are out looking for different opportunities and so on? Is Apple still a good investment? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they came out with a lot of different things today. Uh, they uh, came out with the iPhone 15. It has what's called the dynamic island, which is at the top of the phone. It's a little island that, that kind of tells you what's going on on the phone at any time, like what phone number is calling you, what time it is, right. the temperature, that kind of thing. So that's kind of a that's been on the high end phones in the past. That's now going to all, all their different phones. Uh, it came with a titanium body for the first time. Right. Uh, the cameras are dramatically better uh, than they had been in the past. Uh, there's a satellite-powered roadside assistance as part of the phones as well. Um, they, they also upgraded the watch. Now it's called the Series 9. Uh, it has an 18-hour, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be re- recharged Battery in 18 life. hours. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, 
some good things. I mean, they're not going to come up with a completely new product line yet. Uh, some of these things, like the watch, does have some artificial intelligence uh, uh, features to it. True. Um, so, so, you know, I mean, these are good things. I mean, the replacement cycle is certainly longer than it used to be because people who have 12s and 13s and 11s are you know, pretty satisfied with them. Right. But over time, I mean, they sell over 200 million iPhones a year. It's a lot. Um, so it'll help them. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, the one threat to them is China. Now, the Chinese government has banned government officials from using iPhones. Hmm. That was like a slap in their face there. Uh, China is about 20% of Apple's uh, sales. Uh, and, of course, they make a lot of the phones in China as well. Uh, in general, they've been getting along with China. China's just doing all kinds of things to get back at the West, and that was just the latest thing that happened, that they're banning the use of iPhones by government officials. Side note, do you feel like, uh, you know, China, as they continue down some of these paths and eventually, you know, companies and countries even start saying, guys, time out. You know, this is, you know, you're, you're becoming the North Korea uh, of, 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 you know, of countries, if you would. You know, why are we going to do what we've done in the past and even invest things there in the future? I mean, is there a tipping point where China just goes too far and it really starts to hurt them? Well, it already has been. I mean, for example... One of the iPhones that uh, Apple released today was made in India. It's the first time they've ever released a phone made in India. They have a, a factory in India now. Uh, they're making things in Vietnam. I mean, a lot of major companies that had pretty much everything in China have moved things to Thailand and Vietnam and India and Bangladesh and other kinds of places mm-hmm. that have cheap labor and still high-quality uh, work. So China's been losing companies for quite a while here, and all of what they're doing lately is just pushing people out even more. Now, recently... Uh, Biden sent uh, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo to try to make nice with the Chinese. And said, let's get along and all that. And she, she met with various American companies there who were just complaining about all the things the Chinese do. They steal our intellectual property right. and they don't follow the rules. And, you know, she heard all these things. I don't think she changed anything. But we've been trying to make nice with China. We sent the Secretary of State uh, Blinken there. We've sent the Defense Guy. <laughs> we've sent the Commerce Secretary. We're trying to make nice to them, and they're not being very nice back to us. They keep threatening Taiwan and saying they're going to invade Taiwan. They keep putting things up in the South China Sea. Uh, they're being very aggressive externally, both militarily and politically, while economically they're falling apart domestically. I mean, their real estate sector is in a major implosion now. Over 50 real estate developers have gone bankrupt in the last year. Um, and the two biggest ones, Country Garden and Evergrande, have stopped making payments on their, their mm-hmm. debts. And mm-hmm. they're these ghost cities. Right. Huge. That's right. Huge ghost cities. I saw a story last week. Uh, Country Garden built a $100 billion city in Malaysia that is completely empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got all these 50-story towers yep. that are not completed, and the shopping malls and offices, it's all completely empty. So yep. it's $100 billion they spent that will never you know, go into down. effect. I mean, it's just... Just staggering. Yeah, I, saw, I think I saw the same thing you that. did. It was just amazing, actually. Yeah, in America, they'd never do that because the lenders would never let them, you know, build something like that. Right. But here, it was being supported by the government because real estate was roughly a quarter of the economy, really making their growth go up a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was all supported on a kind of a basket of debt uh, that's now all imploding. And the government doesn't know what to do about it. <laughs> There's no levers for them to push. Right. Bring interest rates down doesn't help you when you have ghost cities. That's out right. There. That's right. No, yeah, very good. 
Uh, okay. Uh, lastly, again, how do folks get a hold of you, Jordan? Uh, Jordan at moneyanswers.com. It's my email. Always glad to get emails from us, Joe. Next, uh, next time we talk, we'll have some answers back on not only interest rates in the Fed, but also what the government does. That's right. We might have a government shutdown by mid-October. <laughs> it might be right. a whole different conversation. So, Jordan, right, as always, I appreciate you very much. Anything else, let us know, sir. Very good. Thank you, John. Have appreciate a great it. night, Jordan. Appreciate you very much. American National Insurance is next. I'll come back and do the question of the day in a moment. Uh, again, American National Insurance. Paul Lewenberger, my good friend, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewenberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Again, thanks for Jordan. Always enjoy talking to Jordan. We will see where some of his predictions come out. And I don't know on some of this stuff. There's so many moving parts right now. I do know that the Fed is trying many, many ways to you know rein things back in. Of course, interest rates being their biggest thing that they use. Um, uh I just think they're out of touch. I talk about that a lot. Scott Garlison joined me tomorrow. I'll get his feel on some of these things as well. Question of the day. Yesterday's. In 2019, 34% of Americans reported that this word annoys them more than any other conversational word or phrase. What is the word? It is whatever. Whatever. That is the phrase that drives, in 2019, 34% of Americans crazy. Today's impossible question. What is the increased risk of developing diabetes for night owls compared to early birds? What is the increased risk of developing diabetes for night owls compared to early birds? So I'll talk about this tomorrow during health and wellness. I didn't know this, but it's not shocking. There is an increase in folks developing diabetes that are up all night versus those individuals that get up early in the day. I'm not an expert in this, but I could have I could have pretty much guessed that. There's all sorts of stories and different things. I don't talk about this much on Wellness Wednesday. I guess I should. Some people get up early. Some people don't. I, by nature, growing up, just because of my personality, I guess, and my, I don't know, just I'm naturally a guy that can stay up late. That's me. I mean, I was that way as a kid. Now... Because of being self-employed for as long and running retail operations for as long as I did, I didn't have any choice but to become an early bird. It was sort of forced upon me. So I did, and I still am. Now, I sort of am one of those guys also where I don't have to have a lot of sleep. I can get by with 
you know, six and a half, seven hours and be just fine. So I can actually stay up late and still get up early, but I'm probably an anomaly because most can't do that. They're either up late and sleep in a little or they're in bed early and up early. So, again, I'm an anomaly, and I shouldn't use myself as a comparison. And fortunately, I don't have diabetes nor even anywhere as close to it. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, and I'll give you the answer to that question as well. All right, two more hours coming your way. Our next guest coming up here at 4 o'clock is Adam Goulet. I think I am saying that correctly. We're going to talk about a number of public school administrators around the country admitting to using curriculum services called Newsla to bypass state bans on critical race theory. We'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.